Hey guys, it's Denver here and welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today I am speaking about reverse dieting and reverse dieting is something that became a bit more mainstream probably about six to eight years ago I would say and there has been so many different methods and theories on how to do this correctly and I'm going to dive into essentially what it is you know what the goal is some popular methods some common issues and then you know some actionable steps towards having a successful reverse dieting phase for those who are coming out of a competition or an extended fat loss phase of dieting so what is reverse dieting again in this podcast i'm going to keep it as simple as possible so i guess you know on a larger scale you could say when we start dieting we are a certain body weight and we're taking in a certain amount of calories. And as we drop body fat, our total body weight reduces, right? So then our energy needs reduce as well. So our metabolic rate slows down because we are smaller by body weight. Our lean mass could go down as well, but total body mass just goes down and your calorie intake goes down along with it in order to push that calorie deficit and to ensure that you lose the weight. And that's just one of the many intricate things that happen um, with metabolic adaptation and your body down-regulating your metabolism, basically. So using fewer calories day to day because you've lost body weight. When you think about it like that, it makes it so simple. Now, as I mentioned, there are far more detailed things to go over in regards to this, but I just want to keep it simple for you guys to understand the purpose of reverse dieting. So basically, you've started at 100 kilos body weight and you're now... 85 kilos, right? So you've lost 15 kilos of total body weight and as a result the calories required to maintain your new body weight is obviously going to be less. However, you did this for a bodybuilding competition or a photo shoot or whatever and your current body fat percentage level is very very low and also unsustainable. So you can't stick to it. And as a result, you want to increase your calories over time to get your body healthy again to increase that body fat percentage to a level which is deemed sustainable and healthy, but you want to keep your body fat percentage down at the same time. So you're not looking to regain a ton of weight. You don't want to regain 15 kilos. Maybe you only want to gain, you know, half of that weight, maybe seven kilos or so you want to regain in a healthy way and also look your best at the same time. So reverse dieting is really all about getting you back to a healthy, maintainable body fat percentage and doing so in a progressive manner where you're not just going out and binging and putting on 10 kilos in one week which is actually quite common because if you start a diet on 4,000 calories and you end a diet on 2,000 calories at your new body weight when you go to eat 4,000 calories again that's a much larger surplus assuming your body has downregulated and is more accustomed to like say 2,500 or so and you're still in a deficit up to 4,000 is a large increase and you're going to see some large weight regain as a result of that. No different to starting your diet at 4,000 calories and attempting to go straight to 2,000 calories. That reduction is going to make you feel horrible. You can see some super fast weight loss as a result and it could be okay for short phases but ultimately if you did that over a long period of time you would really feel horrible. And as a general statement around that, I guess you could say a very large calorie surplus can result in extreme weight gain and a very large calorie deficit can result in extreme weight loss. And generally, neither of those are a good thing. 
Now, when reverse dieting became quite popular a few years ago now, the method people were taking was one which I feel is not ideal, and that was slowly, super slowly, progressively, over time, increasing their calorie intake and increasing their macros as the main focus. So maybe they ended their diet on 150 grams of carbs, right? Each week, they would add five grams of carbs to their diet and maybe like two grams of fat to their diet. So they're adding very, very low amounts of total calories per week to help their body to, I guess, stay lean as number one, adapt to that total calorie intake change and keep body fat percentage or body fat levels low. And the typical result of this would be, wow, I'm eating X amount of calories more and I'm still lean, I'm still losing body weight, I look better than ever. This reverse dieting is amazing. And the crazy thing about it, when you just have to think so, like it's so simple, you're still in a calorie deficit, you've just reduced that deficit. So say you were in a, maybe a 20% deficit, you're just slowly over time reducing that deficit. So you're not even regaining lean mass, you're not regaining health, you're not improving anything outside of a little bit more energy coming in. So therefore you probably have a little bit more energy going out. So you're a little bit more active because you're moving a bit more, but you're still in a calorie deficit. So of course you're gonna feel like you look leaner and maybe a little bit fuller and have more energy and wow, this reverse dieting is amazing. But ultimately, are you getting healthier or are you just prolonging the fat loss phase that you're already in? And some common issues around that approach to reverse dieting, one is that you're gonna to continue to have an increased focus or a hyper focus on food. So your relationship with food isn't gonna get any better. Your hunger is gonna go up, it's gonna stay elevated for a long period of time. Your training performance may only very slowly improve over time, and you're essentially slowing down the rate at which you return to good health. And when I say good health, there are some things that we need to think about in regards to like, I guess, health markers to say, you know what? Life is good right now, I am healthy. And one of those is to have your hunger under control where you're not really focused on food constantly. Another one is to have a healthy body fat percentage. So be within a range which is deemed healthy, not one which is extremely low and at the same time, not one which is high. Um, also like your sleep is something that should be mentioned as well. When you are in a calorie deficit and very low body fat percentage levels, your sleep will definitely be affected because your body wants you to wake up and eat essentially. And then also your libido, so your sex drive can go down dramatically in a fat loss phase. And you're just prolonging this and making this last for longer. And I guess also I would say your interest in other things in life. If your whole focus in life is just all around slow and progressively increasing your calories and trying to maintain some good lean condition, uh, stage-like condition, and you have all these other issues going on, life is not good. So you wanna to start to have interest in other areas in life and also have some performance-based goals as well. And I guess that's going into like actionable steps towards um, a great reverse diet and how to do it properly and thinking about these health markers and ensuring that you're ticking these boxes. And you know, as the weeks go by and you can say, hey, I'm sleeping better. Hey, I'm not thinking about food as much. Hey, my training performance is improving. Hey, I have my sex drive back. That's when you know you're in a good place and you probably don't have to continue this reverse dieting phase. And you may just go into you know, a gaining phase, maintaining or whatever it might be. So with all that said, a better approach towards reverse dieting or ending a fat loss phase 
or having an exit strategy after a fat loss phase as we call it sometimes is to basically try to get your calories back up to maintenance as soon as you can. Now touching back on what I spoke about before and this is completely hypothetical but let's just say that you started at 4,000 calories, you're eating 2,000 calories but your maintenance intake is more around 2,500, maybe 3,000 but you're eating 2,000 because you want to continue to see fat loss. So we started at 4,000, we're eating 2,000, our assumed maintenance is more like 2,500. What we do is we go to that 2,500, we stay there for a week or so, we assess body composition changes, energy changes, etc., and then we progressively increase our food intake after that. So you're not just adding five grams of carbs here and two grams of fat there, you're adding a more significant amount of calories and you're allowing your body to adapt to that and then increasing at a slower pace after that. Now I just came up with very random numbers as an illustration. I'm not saying you have to increase your calories by 500, I'm just saying that you can find your assumed maintenance and get there as soon as possible, get your health in a better place and then look at their slow progressions. Now typically what I would do is there's actually a few different methods I would take but one example would be to just increase your calories by 20% and assess that over a week and then increase that again at a slower rate of maybe 5 to 10% uh, week to week or fortnight to fortnight or whatever it might be depending on the outcomes around that. So as an example if you're that person who ended your diet on 2000 calories if you add 20% to that you're going to be at 2400 calories right and then you follow that for a week or so and you're like you know what I can eat more food everything's improving slowly but I'm not regaining body weight at a very fast pace and I'm not yet really feeling those health improvements in general so then you increase your calories again by 10% so 2400 calories add 10% that's 240 calories now you're just over 2600 calories and you're doing that progressively right so these are higher increments in regards to how much calories are being added to the diet but at the same time it's a percentage of what your body is accustomed to so you're not coming out with random amounts where hey I'm just gonna eat 500 calories more or I'm just gonna eat a thousand calories more because that's when you'll run into those issues where you're regaining body weight at a very fast pace so I really like this method because you're not extending the fat loss phase for a very very long time and this reverse diet might take you six weeks, maybe eight weeks to get to a point where you're like, okay, my body fat percentage is still in a healthy range. I haven't regained a ton of weight. I feel much better. My sleep is better. My focus around food is less. My energy is great. Everything's much better. Whereas the other method where you're slowly adding calories in could take 12 weeks, 20 weeks. I've heard some crazy approaches to reverse dieting where it's taken almost as long as the fat loss phase has taken with this end goal to try to maintain a lean composition and really you're just wasting time and you're prolonging that deficit and you're using up time to try to stay super lean where you could have invested that time towards getting you stronger, getting you healthier and building more muscle, adding more muscle to your frame, which is generally the goal when it comes to bodybuilding. So if you're someone who's dieting for 20 weeks or more than that and then you're reverse dieting for, you know, 15 to 20 weeks as well, then you have to go into an off-season phase where you're actually trying to build muscle and it's going to take a long time before you can get back into a fat loss phase and actually show an improved physique. So you have to be smart with this and in general you want to get back to that healthy level of body fat percentage and move into a calorie surplus sooner so you're actually building muscle 
sooner and you're not just holding things back or slowing things down for the sake of trying to maintain a shredded physique which really has no purpose because the competition is done now a couple of things i wanted to add to this podcast is one people generally end a fat loss phase or a competition prep they go into the reverse diet and they screw up and they eat a bunch of food during a weekend uh, or they binge for a few days or whatever it might be and they say oh my god i screwed my reverse diet i completely wrecked it and they go back to their dieting calories like they're competing again this is ridiculous please do not do this if you go over your calories you binge a little bit just stick to the plan continue to increase your calories over time If you're binging in a reverse dieting phase, you are still in a calorie deficit and you don't have those improved health markers yet. So going back to that fat loss phase is the worst thing you could possibly do. The second thing I wanted to note is that it is extremely important to have an accountability coach, someone in your corner, keeping you on track, helping you to focus on progressively increasing your food at a smart rate. Um, stopping you from trying to diet down and trying to stay super lean and also thinking about your end goal and your health and your off season and building your physique over time in mind that is so important because it is so easy for people to just fall off track feel like they don't have a goal because you no longer have a time-based goal where you're forcing yourself to you know micromanage your diet to look a certain way you're now heading into a gaining phase where you know there's no set goal where you have to be a certain body composition in a certain amount of time. So having a coach can really help to ensure that you do increase your calories as you're supposed to and also help to ensure that you don't overfeed and just lose focus and end up being, you know, that person who binges and just adds 10 kilos to their body. Uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen immediately. So sometimes people go through the reverse dieting phase of maybe two weeks or three weeks and then they binge and then that's when they put on the bunch of weight that most people put on immediately after competition so having accountability is super important a lot of people don't do this but i highly recommend that if you have a contest prep coach and you get shredded you need to stay with them for at least six weeks after that competition and realistically deep into your off season as well because that is where you improve your physique we don't grow our body in a contest prep phase we grow in the off season and we build our metabolic rate in the off season as well because we reduce our cardio we increase our total body weight and our body adapts to that higher food intake so ultimately if you're looking for success around contest prep long term you want to have a coach through your dieting phase your reverse dieting phase your off season or improvement phase and then going into future competitions as well but this podcast is really all about reverse dieting and i guess contest prep ties into that because you only really reverse diet in these strategic methods when you are competition lean for the most part if you're someone who has done a general dieting phase of let's just say six to ten weeks or maybe 12 weeks of fat loss and you're still in a healthy body fat percentage range there really isn't any need for you to reverse diet because you're really looking to just maintain your new body weight and you know you just bring those calories up a little bit find your maintenance intake and just maintain that over time so i think i covered everything i wanted to talk about in regards to reverse dieting hopefully you got something out of this maybe you thought to yourself yes that was me doing the slow progressive methods and trust me we've all done it at some point in time i'm sure 
But that's the podcast for today, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave a five-star rating and a review. And I will speak to you guys soon.